0: This is CNN Breaking News.
1: And welcome to a special edition of The Lead, and I'm Jake Tapper. My colleague Aaron Burnett is staying with me right now. House members are voting for a speaker for the third time today, the ninth time overall this week. Kevin McCarthy appears to be headed to his ignominious ninth defeat in his attempt to be Speaker of this House. This historic fight now surpassing The last time it went to multiple ballots, the prolonged 1923 battle, which was decided on the ninth ballot. This one will not be decided on the ninth ballot, it looks. Yet for the first time this week, there are some positive signs for the Republican leader. Amid the continued dysfunction, his allies say, one of the anti-McCarthy rebels says progress is being made in negotiations after McCarthy offered more major concessions. But allies of McCarthy... They say they're drawing a line Jeffrey's. in the sand when it comes to whether or not a committee gavels, chairmanships, McCarthy. go to the holdouts. Higgins it's not clear Virginia. a deal will even net McCarthy the McCarthy. total of 218 votes he needs Higgins to be speaker, to be frank. Republicans Jefferies. Andy Biggs and Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates, and Bob Good, they say they are firmly McCarthy. in the never-Kevin camp. Hots. Never. If just one more House Republican continues to join those four, Kent he can Kent. only afford to lose four. McCarthy McCarthy. will never wield the speaker's gavel, Uh, that is, without help from Democrats or changing the rules in some way. Let's go straight to CNN chief congressional correspondent Manu Raju, who's live for us on Capitol Hill. Manu, we keep hearing progress is being made, progress is being made. Kevin McCarthy is well on his way to breaking uh, records, certainly for this and last century, for the number of ballots this is going to. What, What are you hearing about the negotiation? process.
2: It's going to take a while, Jake, and that's what we are expecting. Those negotiations are not expected to wrap up anytime soon. The Republicans are bracing for this to go into tomorrow, this to potentially go into the weekend, maybe even into next week. It is really, really just a fluid situation here. After the ninth ballot here, they may vote on the tenth ballot. You know The reason why? They don't have the votes at the moment to adjourn the chamber. That is what Kevin McCarthy had hoped to do at the beginning of the day, but they need 218 votes to do that. Democrats want McCarthy to twist in the Win. They are not giving him those votes. At the moment, Republicans, some of ha- those hardliners on the Republican side are not giving him enough votes either. They've been trying to work that out. We'll see if they ultimately get the votes to adjourn. If not, we're going to go to a 10th ballot, and that will uh, give a, a, Kevin McCarthy uh, showed that this will be the longest uh, speaker's race since the mid-1800s when we go to the 10th ballot. But Kevin McCarthy believes that these votes will break his way when a deal is reached. That's what he told me. He said, yes, I I have not gotten those 20 votes back, but wait till the deal is reached. Then things will change. In the meantime, Jake, there has been tension growing on the right. I just had a chance to speak to one of McCarthy's allies, a staunch conservative. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is allied with many of these on the far right who are blocking McCarthy's ascension, she said it does not make the Republican Party look good, and she's pressuring her colleagues to allow McCarthy to get into the gavel. Listen, I think the American
3: people, no matter how you vote, are sick and tired of drama, and this is nothing but drama. We're we're on multiple days now with multiple candidates from this group, so I'm not sure how Lauren Boebert on one hand can demand so much out of Kevin McCarthy, but then demand nothing out of someone else and be willing to vote for them to be speaker. That's not serious. Um, I don't think that's leadership, and I really see it as more obstruction than progress.
2: So that last part referring to a similar conservative congresswoman from Colorado, but someone who's been on the other side on this issue, Lauren Boebert, who has been one of the people who have seen is that almost certainly there's no chance of Kevin McCarthy winning her support. Boebert has nominated another person, Kevin Hearn, as her candidate. He's the chairman of a separate Republican caucus within the larger Republican conference. But Boebert, uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Green, they're taking aim at. Boebert, suggesting that she should, she's not being serious and pushing a candidate who has no chance in getting to 218 votes. But Jake, that is where we are right now. Kevin McCarthy has the most votes of any Republican, but he does not have a path yet to 218 votes. He is not dropping out of this race at the moment. People like Marjorie Taylor Greene are sticking with Kevin McCarthy, and those hardliners are not backing off their push for an alternative candidate. So this is expected to drag on potentially through the day-to-day, potentially beyond, Jake, with no end in sight, as McCarthy believes eventually they'll get there. It's just not clear how and when. That's
1: right. In 1856, it went to 133 balance It lasted two California. months. The Solomonic wisdom of Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's good to Kim see. Uh, we have with us right now uh, former congressman, uh, Denver Riggleman, Kim Republican of the Great Commonwealth of Virginia, and we, we had uh, Rodney Davis uh, here earlier, and he got to see The Republican that beat him in the primary, Mary Miller, who is one of these MAGA, ultra MAGA, mega MAGA types, uh, voting against McCarthy every time. You are in a similar situation, although it wasn't through the will of the people. You have conventions in Virginia. That's crazy, but that's a separate issue. Um, (laughs) But but you have conventions, and Bob Good beat you in a convention. Uh, Your big offense, you had officiated over an interracial same-sex marriage, God forbid. But back to the subject (laughs) at hand... you have some insight into Bob Good, Congressman Bob Good, who is making a point of being one of these four hell no, never Kevin guys, um, because you are one of his constituents. So you I hear am. from him.
4: And it's sort of crazy, you know, how things work out. And people are sending me emails that Bob Good is putting out right now. And, you know, I'm fundraising, out. making money off this is. Is a really, I mean, this is how they do things. And I was reading down to the end of his email, and it really is an appeal to righteousness, you know, as far as Bob Good is concerned. And I think I did something crazy when I read the email. I looked at the PBI, the Partisan Voting Index of every single district, and did an average. And uh, it's it's R plus twenty seven, one of the lowest districts in mine at R plus fifteen. You have to translate what that means. Okay, I, so you know. it's, it's it's the number of Republicans over Democrats in that specific district that's registered or vote. Right, it's the Cook Partisan Voting Index, the PVI. So the lowest PBI, right, is about R plus 15. The highest is R plus 55, which means there's 55 percent more Republicans that are voting or voted for that candidate than Democrats. And then when I saw that the average was R plus 27 for the 20 people voting against McCarthy, there is no blowback in these districts. It's just like my district. There's not going to be any blowback. And by the way, anybody in an R plus 10 district or over, they could even they could switch their vote now and it's not going to bother them. And when I read the 27-page screed that looked like it was from the Mount from Bob Good on his uh, fundraising and what he's putting out there, the thing that struck me is the same thing that happened in January 6th. You sort of had this appeal to righteousness. It's the right thing to do. We have to do it. Nothing can change my vote. So I'm just, I'm just going to humbly submit you know, to this esteemed panel. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for Kevin McCarthy to win if that's, the, if that's the direction that they're going.
1: Now The incentive structure, we've talked about this before, uh, Casey. Uh, the incentive structure in the way that Congress now functions in the media world, uh, where people are in their own little silos and echo chambers, and also in these redistricted congressional districts where you, the, the incentive is to never try to work across the aisle. Um, I mean, what we're hearing is, why would Bob Good, I mean, other than it's the right thing to do, but why would he ever try to work in a reasonable way with people with whom he disagreed.
5: All of the levers that leaders in Congress used to have to bring people along are basically gone. And it's a combination of things that have happened you know, inside the building and inside the institution, where they've done things like gotten rid of earmarks that leaders could say, hey— you know, come come along with me and I'll, I'll give you a couple, you know, tens of thousands of dollars for that project in your district. They don't have that option anymore. And then there's the outside pressures as well. There's the conservative alternative media ecosystem that has risen um, in a way that has allowed many of these members to become better known in some cases than the leadership uh, in the House of Representatives. I mean, that never, ever used to be the case. And, you know, we've joked a little bit, I think, on this set about, you know, Congress being a lot like high school I I actually think it is mostly because actually peer pressure is a real thing. People want to be included. They want to be part of a group. They don't want to feel ostracized. But what we're seeing here is a group of people who, A, they can stick together with each other, and B, they don't care what the other group thinks of them. They're fine to be the outsiders. And so even that sort of social pressure of like, hey, you're making it really miserable for the rest of us. Can you please, you know, get it together and get in line? I mean, that actually works in a remarkably high number of situations in the Congress. It's not going to work with these people.
1: But Dana, let me ask you about this, because you've been talking to a bunch of... I don't know if centrist Republicans is the right term in this day and age, McCall. but more establishment Republicans McCarthy. or Republicans who just want this to be over with. They want yeah, Kevin McCarthy okay. to be the speaker. They don't really see a viable alternative
6: or, or
7: traditional conservative. Yeah, right.
1: we need to. Re- really it's just, <laughs> there are no centrists left, really. Well, Party. except for Denver right Thank here. You. But uh, <laughs> but the, about their frustration with the process. Right. Yeah. They're frustrated with the process. They're frustrated with these 20, the 21 warming. Rebels, but so what? What are they going to do? Write a mean letter? Like what exactly? Are they are they getting into arguments with these people, or are they just? "Mm, I'm so mad.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's I'm so mad right now. Jeffrey. But I think the question is going to be whether or not McCarthy gives any more concessions, and whether there's going to be a bit of a dam that breaks, and that he's going to have water coming in from all sides of of the conference because. He's given a lot, and we've talked about this all day. Jeffries. He gave a lot last night, and he didn't get anything in return when it comes to what matters, Jeffries. which is votes. And User. if he gives more in order to try one more time, uh, he's going to lose Assuming. some of your former colleagues uh, who are more Jeffries. in this in the center. Like so, I got a text from <laughs> one who Illinois. said, if one of those people gets a gavel,
5: mm-hmm.
7: I'm out.
1: But Denver, right. let me ask you, I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. He keeps Miller on giving Ohio. concessions. He's democ- I mean, maybe some of them are good, I don't know. But Miller, he's changing the rules, he's democratizing the Miller process, Party. he's making it easier uh, for people to amend bills and legislate, etc. Whether or not it's all good Miller or bad, means. you can discuss. But beyond that, is he's making Miller. these concessions and not picking up any votes. Party. I'm not a politician, but I thought Molinaro. the whole point of negotiation is, I give you this, and then you give me your vote. He's giving Miller. away the store, and they're still Miller like, Party. thanks,
4: but... No thanks. Oh my goodness! I was in counterterrorism. It's really difficult to negotiate with political terrorists. Number one, right? Um, Number two, no matter who gets elected, I think whatever happens, we're going to have a speaker in name only. We're going to have a Spino, Um, and I think part of that is because you're. (laughs) Thank you. I just trademarked it right here. Trademark right here. (laughs) So, but I think we're going to have a Spino no matter who does it because you have the group of twenty. There's no blowback. I think. I think. My goodness, the, the points right. made here. There, there really is no incentive structure for them McCarthy. to say, "Hey, I'm going to vote for McCarthy right now." Morelli. They're getting votes. They're able to raise money. Jeffers. Man, what a great time they're having right now. By the way, they're just playing Off tougher. Right? That's the issue, Jeffers. right? That all they got to do is sit there and watch things go, right? And it's
8: way more successful Jeffers. than they thought it was going. Oh, my
4: goodness, they are having a great time, yeah. right? I mean, and yeah. that's that's the issue Jeffers. that we have, right? Let's, majority, let's bring in. Do
8: they have Molden. any kind of,
9: are there any other areas Jefferies. of power that we may not see on the outside Murphy. that can be wielded? Because fundamentally, McCarthy. we're looking at a majority of the conference that are voting for Kevin McCarthy. There's nothing collective. No lever to be pulled.
4: I was. Somebody said this earlier, and I know you want to go to somebody else, but everybody's like, "Oh my! It's only twenty people holding Don't us freeze. hostage." No, actually, it's about two hundred and thirty. Neil. Because the Democrats aren't going to vote for him. This is how it works. Yeah. If you can't deal with it, that's on you. And But there are levers, levers of power, but I know he needs to go to something.
1: Yeah, well, we just have Congressman uh, Don Bacon uh, of Nebraska standing by, and, and we'll come uh, right back uh, to you to, to continue that conversation. Uh, Congressman Bacon uh, from the great state of Nebraska, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, you've you, supported Jake. Kevin McCarthy uh, for the speaker, uh, not once, not twice, but on all nine ballots
10: nine times
1: nine times that's great Uh, that's three hat tricks we were told progress was being made in negotiations with some of the republican hardliners um and we were told that today was going to be pivotal we were going to see some changes some momentum towards mccarthy yet we're not really seeing any of that the vote totals are the same as yesterday three times in a row so what's next i mean how long can mccarthy continue to be the, the candidate
10: Well, first of all, it's uh, great to be on the show. Uh, uh, Mr. Riggleman's a good old buddy. I've enjoyed listening to him for the last 15 minutes. Uh, If I could just back up, these folks do not know how to get to yes. They've been offered every concession or met every concession. They just don't know how to get to yes. It's an embarrassment to them our party, the House and our country. I think there's totalitarian states out there, look at those 20 and say, this is why we don't want democracy. And that's an embarrassment that's wrong. Now here's why I think it's gonna happen. We're gonna be doing this for a long time. I just came out of a meeting with approximately 80 to 90 people, I call them Main Street Republicans. And we said, if you're not committed to do this to the very end, go ahead and just leave. I can hold it against you, but every single one says we're here until the very end. We cannot allow 20 people to hold us hostage, act as political terrorists, we cannot cave into that. So there's a group of us, a large group that are in this to the end, and I believe Kevin McCarthy is not going to back down. So we're going to work this for a while. I believe there's going to be some of these folks will come come back to us, so there are some good negotiations going on right now, as this group's going to get smaller at some point and then we need to put a spotlight on what's not happening because of this small group. This small group has shut down the House. We can't do constituent services. We can't do our committees. We can't do our, the work that we've been set to do. They've derailed the conservative agenda. But I also think simultaneously we need to consider at some point how we're going to work across the aisle if, these, if, these, if this small group will not cooperate. There are some concessions that the other side will want and there may be some grounds where we can provide a more bipartisan structure to this House and, and eventually get to 218.
1: Well, that's an interesting question because I wanted to ask you, uh, you, you have uh, said that preliminary talks were underway with Democrats on a potential consensus candidate for speaker. Now, that consensus candidate would be among what you're calling the main street uh, Republicans, but also with some of the main street Democrats. I don't know if there are 218 in total, uh, but but. Walking down that path, because the path they're currently on uh, is on a loop, uh, what is the status of those talks, and do you actually we think lead. that that could happen, and who Jeffers. would be that consensus candidate? Would it be you?
10: Well, first, you don't negotiate in public Jeffers. on these things, because Russia. anything you do will fall apart. Jeffers. And we've had some preliminary contacts. Thought- the hope Russia. is to get Kevin McCarthy, the speaker McCarthy. He, speakership. He has earned it, and I could go through a lot of reasons Washington. why, but at some point five or six individuals, whatever this number ends up being, refuses to cooperate and they do have a burn down the house mentality. They do they only know how to be on the losing side. That's what that's all they know. They don't know how to govern. So at some point that we know that these folks will not budge, then we need to look across the aisle and figure out how we can work on committee ratios, how we can work on rules, and figure out how we can get to yes to 218, but it may involve some support on the other side. Hopefully with Kevin, so we're going we're to do everything we can to get Kevin across the finish line. But at some point, if these five or six don't cooperate, it's going to involve some Democrat cooperation.
1: So um, one of the things about uh, anchoring for hours on hours and listening to congressional uh, speeches is, is it gives me opportunity to, to surf the web. And I have found that in the two uh, speakers' races that went to the highest number of votes... The, the 1856 Salazar. speakers race, which went to 133 ballots over two months, the 1849 Salazar. one that went to 63 ballots, the way that they broke the deadlock was they changed from majority vote to plurality vote, whoever gets the most votes, whether or not it's a majority. I know that from Congressman Michael McCall, who was on the show yesterday, that is being discussed. Is that a possibility?
10: I've heard that it's being discussed. I've not been in that room. I've read about it. I think I've been reading some good CNN reporting on it. Uh, but it's uh, you know it's also fraught with risk. Uh, you, you could have five or six individuals. We've had one already. Says he doesn't mind having Hakeem Jeffries as his speaker. One of these five or six key individuals said that on Monday night. And so these folks are not they're not honest negotiators. Uh, they're a burned down the house mind- mindset, and. One of them said he's all right with Jeffries as speaker. So this is fraught with risk. Uh, But I haven't been in the room in these discussions, but I've heard about them.
1: So you um, said on SiriusXM this morning, I believe, that you had talked to Democratic leadership about some path forward. I know you said you don't want to negotiate in public because that's a good way to sabotage any negotiations. But, But is this something serious is this something for our viewers to take seriously this idea that there might be a different speaker whose name is not even been meant not even been mentioned someone for whom Democrats some Democrats might be willing to vote if there were more of a maybe not exactly equal but more of a power-sharing situation instead of the traditional house situation where the majority just runs roughshod over the minority but
10: well, there's still a lot of runway for Kevin McCarthy and we're going to put the spotlight on the smaller number. We're to, At some point, it's going to be a smaller number. And we want people like Mark Levine, all these uh, conservative talk show hosts, because they're pounding on them right now. And I think their constituents need to be focused on them. We're going to let this go for a while. But right now, we've also laid the foundation that if these five or six say, hey, we don't care about the Republican Party, we don't care about the conservative agenda, we're not going to cooperate, well, we have a foundation that we can start building from if we have to. Uh, but we just don't that's as far as we want to go right now, because if, if we go any further, we derail our primary objectives is to get Kevin McCarthy done. But you've got to have a foundation Our fall black. I, I call it a plan B. And, uh, and that plan B is in the closet if we need it and we can pull it out if we have to.
1: So last question for you, sir, and that is I, I have heard the criticism made uh, that Kevin McCarthy in some ways is sowing what he reaped. By tolerating Sparks. this kind of nihilistic, destructive, uh, burn down the House, n- n- you know, ultra mega MAGA viewpoint, even preceding Donald Trump, um, throughout the years. Uh, I asked this of Congressman Dave Joyce, who Jones. said that, yeah, two years ago, uh, the, that insurrection, which was violent. Uh, but also supported by many members of the House who voted to overturn the votes of the voters of Arizona and Pennsylvania based on lies, and they did this even after blood had been shed in the attack on the Capitol, that that in some ways paved the way for this crisis. Do you agree with that analysis? I
10: understand that analysis. I don't fully agree with it, but let me first say I criticize what happened on January sixth. Oh no, no, and, I, and I know. I, yeah, of and course. I, and I was critical at, of at some points of Kevin on this. So I don't agree with Kevin on everything. I've been critical at times. But when you vote and you get eighty-five percent support, Kevin now it's ninety percent. It was ninety-one percent. You're supposed to coalesce and be part of a team. And uh, but we get, but these few people have not. You know, I've led people in combat. I've commanded five times, I've, gone, I've deployed four times. You've got to know how to work as a team, even if it's an imperfect team, and they refuse to do it. But I, I, as a defense to Kevin on this, he's been trying to represent the whole caucus, or the whole conference, excuse me. And he has to represent folks from the R30 districts to my district that went by, for Joe Biden by 7 percent. So he tries to be inclusive, and I know it's a challenge. There's, there would have been some things I would have said differently, but I get it. He's trying to include everybody in his kitchen cabinet, around his table, and, uh, and some of the folks that, that I disagree with. But that's the nature of our Republican Party Day. we got folks from different parts of the country with different uh, constituents and different needs, and that's just a fact of life.
1: So I salute your service, and uh, I also salute your military board. metaphor, but let me follow that one up before you go with one from your fellow uh, former Republican colleague and fellow veteran Denver Riggleman who said I'm a he, fan of Denver. yeah I know we all are that's why he's here uh but but the idea he said that he worked in counterterrorism and you can't negotiate with terrorists uh so uh, what do you say to that military metaphor
10: you know I feel that way we were talking about today hostage takers at least have a goal and, and they Underwear. have demands. Well, we've met those Jeffrey. demands, and they still—they can't get to yes. They refuse to get to yes. McCarty. They've been offered everything, but one one demand we've not Andrew. gone to. Uh, so this is more like terrorism. And you're absolutely—I think Denver's right with that. Uh, but I believe that their constituents are going to be able to, to at some point are going to say, "This is baloney. McCarty. We've had enough. You are derailing the ben conservative ben agenda." And I think that's going to have. Hopefully, some impact over time. We're already seeing the outcry of people saying, Hey, this is wrong, what they're doing. And I mean, I hear it. I've heard it in our district, and I hear it on talk show. I hear it from the conservative commentators. So I think over time, we can have some success here by just putting a spotlight on them.
1: All right, Republican Congressman yeah, Don Bacon of the great state of Nebraska, thanks so much. Good to see you. Eight failed votes, a ninth is underway. Kevin McCarthy Bloomberg. appears. To have failed again in his quest to become House Speaker a ninth time. What needs to give to move the needle here? Let's pick it up after this quick break.
11: McCarthy. Well, you're hearing the votes continue. Kevin McCarthy appearing to suffer the ninth defeat of the week as a band of rebel Republicans, as they like to call themselves, uh, deny him their votes for House Speaker. And a reminder that with no speaker elected, there's nothing else the House can do, right? So if they're in session, they're voting on this. There's nothing else they can do because they do not have a speaker. They cannot swear in members. You can't have committee chairs. You can't have committees working. And some are now warning that this impasse could have national security implications. So let's go to our Jessica Dean. She's on Capitol Hill. So, Jessica, there is, of course, the... The what is going to happen here, and everybody's involved in that, and everybody cares about that. But then there's this issue of what is not getting done and what really matters to the country. So let's start with something incredibly technical. These new members, are they even
12: getting paid if they're not sworn in yet? I mean, is anything happening? Right. There's so Austin many questions Scott. around this, about like the practicality of what's going on. We're in this kind of historic moment right now, Aaron. and what we do know is that they can't do anything else, to your point, besides what they're doing. They haven't been Gerald. sworn in yet. Uh, they don't have Jeffrey. committees going. In fact, Don Bacon, who, of course, Jake was just talking to moments ago, tweeted earlier, I want to read you this. It really kind of Jeffrey. gets at what they're dealing with here. He Jeffrey. said, my office was informed by an agency today that Jeffrey. they cannot Communicate with my staff regarding active casework because we're not yet sworn in. The handful holding up the Speaker's election is not helping Americans, but directly. Hurting them, And to that end, we also are hearing from members of the Armed Services Committee or the House Intelligence Committee that they can't get clearance, they can't go to meetings that they need to be going to, uh, to be updated, to be given information on the committees that they serve on. Of course, those are critical national security committees uh, that they cannot get in uh, and get information from, from various people that they need to be getting to do their jobs. And in a broader sense as well, one congressman saying this is like an entire arm is just offline. Uh, you know, uh, the Republicans, of course, were elected to come here. They ran on an agenda, Aaron. And for a lot of these Republicans, a lot of these moderate Republicans especially, they're quite frustrated that this is their first dis- display of power, but also that they can't do anything. They can't start the investigations that they want to start, the oversight investigations. They can't get to the committee work uh, right now. And one more thing to keep in mind uh, that mm. we found out is that if they don't have a rules package in place by January 13th, so in just a few days, the committee staffers won't be paid. So this is going to start really affecting people that also work up here on the Hill. All right, Jessica,
11: thank you very much. So, David, amidst this, and of course, everyone at this point is watching this incredible, you know, train wreck in front of us, right? And there's something compelling in watching that people can't turn away. Right. And yet there is behind it the reason it matters so much, right? The reason that Congress actually matters. Yes.
13: Yes. I mean, well, there there are a lot of different functions. Like, I think probably the thing that will least disturb people is that members of Congress wouldn't get paid. Right. they probably, probably approve celebrate of that. that. Yeah. But but there, there, there are myriad functions every day, not just the functions of committee and oversight and so on, but just people calling their congressional office who need help with a, a passport or their social security or some other problem in dealing with the federal uh, uh, government. So... Uh, You know, everything sort of grinding uh, 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 to a halt is disturbing. And certainly for Republicans who are eager to get on with oversight, this is going to be an issue. But, Aaron, I just want to say this is a um, this really is a microcosm of the problem that's been uh, bedeviling the Republican Party for some time. They've never really confronted it. They've had, you know, it it cost them, frankly, the margin that they needed to avoid this mess in November because people said, we don't want election deniers, most of whom are in that, you know, 20 caucus of 20. Uh, There are others as well. But uh, we don't want chaos. We want people to work constructively and so on. So this is precisely what people did not want. This was the worst case scenario for Republicans and it is amplifying a sense of a party that is um, more about making noise than making progress. That would concern me a lot if I were among those members sitting there who are not part of this drama and who right. just want to get on with things. And you wonder how much that pressure builds and uh, to, to
11: make some sort of a move. Yes. And then you get into the reading the tea leaves of what's happening. So as we're seeing this ninth vote, you know, appear to fail. Uh, Scott, you're going through the different votes and what happened. You saw Matt Gates switch his vote yeah. um, from, uh, tr- from Trump yeah. um, to Byron Donald. To Byron Donald. No, to Hearn. No, to Hearn. To Hearn. Yeah. To Hearn. He,
14: he was Byron, then he voted for Hearn. Yes. yes.
11: Right. Trump to Byron to. Okay.
15: <laughs> but but you're watching
11: this. Yeah. Who's switching and what? Now, I, I, we can't fully read into it, but to the, to the extent that it could mean something, what do you see?
15: Well, Boebert nominated Hearn, mm-hmm. and he got three, so Donald's got 17. I was wondering if. The Hearn votes would end up following, or Boebert would end up dragging more people into Hearn as a signal that, like, look, this is the true Never Kevin. So three is a, is a low number. So I don't know why those three voted that way, but, but that's where that broke out. Number two, um, nobody's moved all day. 20's been 20, 200 has been 200, and one has been present. There are McCarthy allies who think a deal is close at hand with some of the holdouts. But I've been wondering, well, if you think you might have a deal, why keep going through this exercise? And I'm only left with the answer. They probably don't have the votes to adjourn. There's no doubt. They don't have the no votes doubt. to adjourn. No, that's interesting. So we're stuck with these same... that was
11: the one thing that yeah. they could agree on.
15: Yeah. Well, I don't think they... They I mean, it's, barely it's, agreed yesterday. on it yesterday. Barely, but barely. they got that. Yeah. That was the small but victory. So basically, yeah. you have to keep going through this... A ballot exercise, which produces the same result because you're—it's hmm. like you're trapped in the phantom zone on the floor. You can't get out of this mirror.
11: Now, do they not have the votes to adjourn because they think they're possibly close to a deal? I mean, you know, you hear Perry say there's not even any talk no, I, of a well, deal. Well, Chip Roy says they're still talking. There's
14: no vo- there's no not a votes to adjourn. It's because the the the, the never Kevin's don't want to adjourn. They want to make him suffer mm-hmm. this ignominious defeat after defeat after defeat. Yeah. They're not incentivized. Democrats aren't incentivized because why they, help? They they don't want to help, and so. You know, to, to david's point i just want to touch on the david's point you know one of the things that the congress does and you know i was a chief of staff a senator for, for a long time five years and one of the biggest things you do is constituent services like david's talking about right you really you, you, you most people don't interact with, with, with their with their congressman or their senator on a legislative front they go there because they they have some issue they're petitioning the government for redress of grievances right under the first amendment they're going because they're their Social Security checks screwed up or their their DD-214 for the military is erroneous. They want to get it fixed. And the House, these House members, they don't have emails. They don't have email addresses. They don't have phone numbers. They can't hire staff, let alone the people who are there and already communicating back and forth with the Social Security Administration trying to get somebody a passport. At some point that really matters to yeah. people that's going to matter more than the legislative front yeah. when people aren't getting their checks or they're having problems yeah. th- those things are going to really matter that matters that impacts americans lives much more so than you know these theoretical debates yeah. about the debt ceiling that most people in america doesn't touch right.
6: but that's actually the point for those who are at home watching this that is your power is to make let your members of Congress hear from you. How do you feel about the fact that we are at the same point now as when we started today, as where we left off last night? Great news for Hakeem Jeffries, obviously, because he continues to get uh, 212. It's a great way for him to start his tenure as a Democratic leader. This goes to something, though, I want to pick up on what David said, because I mentioned this to Scott earlier. At some point, if you are an institutionalist in the Republican Party, you have to be concerned about the brand of the Republican Party. And we're starting to hear that from some of these members in terms of you have to be able to say you can govern. The message is, OK, they keep talking about we have this majority. and now, But the answer is, then you can't govern. You can't lead. You can't govern. You can't even... You know, to answer constituent services, why should we ever, if you think down the road to 2024, why am I going to return you to Congress? Why am I going to return you well, to the Well, this Senate? is a totally
15: legitimate point about the brand of the party. I mean, right now we look like, you know, monkeys getting amorous with footballs. I mean, this is it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> we, we don't, we look like... <laughs> crabs, monkeys. From crabs from my, my, I, don't I don't know, know where we're going <laughs> with it's, it's, And it's early, folks. Wait till you hear what he <laughs> comes up with. After it's 10 o'clock, I'll oh, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, 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 But it's a totally legitimate point. And so when all this is over with, how this House operates on that front will matter. Because we did just learn a lesson in the midterms. The independent voters of this country say we don't love Biden, but we're not ready to trust you yet with governing responsibility. Now, the House Republicans did win the national popular vote, barely. But what are we we doing with it here? One other logistical issue, by the way. Yes. Uh, Nobody necessarily planned for this. My guess is both parties are probably starting to hear from some members if this is gonna, if what Don Bacon said is true, is gonna go on for days and days and days. Some people are gonna leave, or have to leave, yeah. or have other well, commitments. Okay. And the math, right. and the so then problem, let's talk right?
11: about? Can yeah. we talk because I know we've been sort of in jest saying, well, what happens if you, you mess yeah. up the math and Hakeem Jeffries becomes speaker? And it's been yeah. sort of said in jest. But what happens if people do start leaving? And say, well, the, oh, the man changes because the yeah.
15: majority of the of the number okay. of voting there not present, and so, and so. I You know, I'm not saying tonight I know anything, but I'm just saying over the course of several days. You got four hundred thirty-four people. Somebody's going to have to go somewhere, and and who it is and how long they're gone could make a difference. Right. You know, I uh,
13: I, I just would say, and you guys know this. You you know, you you're all practicing uh, politicians. You've been involved uh, in campaigns, and you understand this. If this were the end of it, if this ugly thing, which by the way comes on the eve of the January sixth insurrection. Uh, which, you know, so these are reverberations that we're still feeling from that. But uh, if this thing were just to end here, perhaps Republicans could recover from this. But if the deal that they have to make in order to end it is to basically empower the same group that is holding out now, uh, this is going to have real ramifications for Republicans in 2024. And I think makes it highly likely that Democrats win the election.
11: When think. Go ahead. I saying, some Republicans <laughs> are saying time is running out for Kevin McCarthy's dreams, right? You've heard some of them say, look, if he gives away any more, some of his backers, uh, they start to waver. Uh, this is the ninth defeat uh, that we are watching right now. Next, a member of the House Republican Conference is going to join us as the drama here continues.
1: Welcome back. Kevin McCarthy apparently come. House Speaker for the third time today and ninth time overall this week, breaking a record for the last century in terms of running for the House and failing. We're standing by to see whether the House is going to hold a 10th vote this evening. Let's bring in Republican Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania from the suburbs of Philly. He's supporting Kevin McCarthy for Speaker. Uh, Congressman, uh, you're one of the emissaries for McCarthy to try to find a deal, try to find a way forward. Um, we had heard that there had been progress made with some of these rebels who want changes to the rules and such, and yet Kevin McCarthy hasn't picked up any of their votes.
16: Yeah, hey Jake, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, that's because the, uh, the new rules package has not been finalized and, and released. Uh, so once that happens, I, I think you should expect to see, hopefully. Uh, some change in those numbers sometime in the next 24 hours, although that's being complicated now. There's going to be several members uh, from both parties uh, that will not be uh, in attendance on the floor tomorrow for various reasons. So um, it's uncertain, but I think you're, you're going to see uh, f- the fever break a little bit um, in the next 24 hours.
1: Tonight or tomorrow, <clears throat> do you think?
16: I, think? I think certainly by tomorrow. I mean, I think it's going de- it's, it's to depend on when these ideas, these verbal ideas can be put in writing and circulated for everyone to take a look at. Um, obviously, then we need to sell the rest of the conference on it, and as you know, uh, we have a very, very broad array of, uh, of views and opinions in our conference. Uh, I certainly need to run it by uh, the group that I represent, the bipartisan uh, problem solvers, on the certainly on the Republican side anyway, to make sure that they're okay with these rules.
1: Right, because there is, there is uh, big uh, fear among people in the problem solvers caucus, such as yourself, that the rules changes uh, being sought will set a stage for incredible difficulty if not uh, impossibility to, to legislate uh, by weakening the speakership, right?
16: Yes, but there's mechanisms around that. Uh, for example, a discharge petition would only take myself and four of my colleagues on the GOP side uh, to side with Democrats, uh, if that's necessary, uh, to circumvent that. So there's a lot of procedural um, options um, at our disposal uh, the, the reality is, it's a tight margin. It's a, it's a four vote margin in the House. Uh, in many ways, that's a good thing. That's an opportunity uh, for a lot of cross uh, aisle collaboration, which we plan on doing. We just, we got to get through this pr- procedural hurdle, hurdle and uh, parliamentary hurdle that we got to get through right now.
1: So, this is the second time I've heard about this today, uh, today from a McCarthy ally. Um, the first was earlier today. And if, if I understand it correctly, and I just want to make sure I do, the idea is that, for instance, a vote that a lot of Republicans don't want to even come up for a vote like raising the debt ceiling uh, and that they are empowered to block because of the concessions Kevin McCarthy might make in order to get their votes uh, still would be able to be introduced because there is a procedure called a discharge petition which is if 218 members of Congress sign that then Mm -hmm. there is automatically a vote so for must pass legislation such as paying for Government paying for the military, raising the debt ceiling, et cetera, et etc, it would be the Congress would be forced into a situation where Democrats, two hundred and twelve of them, would go to sign this discharge petition. Six responsible Republicans, presumably including yourself, would join them, and then there would be a vote on this must pass legislation. Am, am I getting that right?
16: Yes, that's one of many options. There's the the 290 rule, the consensus calendar. There's a number of options to circumvent leadership. There's not a, a ton, but there are options at our disposal. So uh, the, the tight margins are going to require bipartisan support for a lot of these bills. Uh, if the these tel- are, are single-party solutions, uh, they're just not going to get uh, floor time because we're going to whip against it, and we're going to get our colleagues to whip against it as well.
1: So right now the clerk, I'm not going to introduce or uh, interrupt our interview, but just so people know what's going on, the, the <coughs> no. clerk of the House, on the left side of the screen, is announcing the final vote tally on the ninth uh, ballot, which we expect will be 212 votes for Hakeem Jeffries, uh, 201 votes for Kevin McCarthy, and uh, 20 votes for somebody who's a Republican who's not Kevin McCarthy, and Congresswoman Victoria Sparks uh, um, voting uh, present. Uh, What's going to happen next? Is there going to be a vote tonight, or is there going to be a motion to adjourn?
16: Yeah, that's the, the question none of us know the answer to, Jake. Unfortunately, we don't know how many rounds we're going to go here. Um, it's really up to our Democrat colleagues as to when they're willing to, to join us on a motion to adjourn, because the Freedom Caucus uh, does not want to adjourn. I think they want to see this go on.
1: So there might be a 10th vote, an 11th vote, a 12th vote, and on and on, maybe even through
16: the night. It's possible. I hope, I hope people come to their senses long before that. Well... If they'd come to their senses, I don't know that we'd even be having this conversation. That's true. That's true. Um, that is true.
1: So, look, I, I, how many of the individuals with whom you're negotiating, because wow. uh, I want to, you know, uh, there's a concept of, you know, giving people the benefit of the doubt. Uh, let's assume that, that a number of them, and then we pulled out Congressman Chip Roy as an example of it, uh are really actually trying to change the rules and make it so it's a more democratized liberal process as happened a hundred years ago last time there was a conflict like this how many are left after that because there had been word that that um, chip roy might bring with him 10 of the holdouts um they're going to go we just heard they're going to go to a 10th uh, a 10th ballot and and uh we're going to hear from that in a second but i guess my question is how many absolutely hell no never kevin mccarthy votes are there
16: yeah, so they're not a monolithic group, as you as you know, Jake. I mean, each one of them have different issues. Uh, the ones that are most concerning are the ones where this is personal, right? It's not policy-related. Uh, but most of them, the majority of them, are policy-related. Uh, so of the, of the hardcore no's, the questions are how many of them can be flipped and how many of them would will be willing to vote present rather than uh, utter a name other than Kevin. Uh, because a present vote is the same thing as a no vote. It drops the uh, uh, denominator and therefore drops the numerator down from 218.
1: All right. As I know, uh, you and I will be uh, rooting for the Eagles this weekend. I will let you go and get back to your job. Thank you so much, Congressman. I appreciate it. Brian Fitzpatrick, Republican from the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Let's listen in.
0: And it's our responsibility. Kevin understands this as well as anyone. He has dedicated his life to spreading opportunity for all through the private sector and the public sector. You know, this place is a special place for me. My first time on the Hill was back when I was an intern in 2003. My mom visited, and I remember walking her around the halls of Congress as if I owned the place. Well, just a few days ago, I got to walk my mom around one more time this special place, but now as a member elect of the United States House of Representatives. (laughs) The American dream is alive. I believe it. I've gotten to know Kevin McCarthy well. He secured a Republican majority in the United States House and laid out a plan to deliver for the American people. There's one thing that I know about Kevin McCarthy. He cares about the American people. He cares about our country and is here not to be somebody, but to do something. And that has been laid out and his commitment to America. To fight for an economy that is strong, a nation that is safe, a future that is built on freedom, and a government that is accountable. This, I can strongly get behind. This country gave me and my family an opportunity. An opportunity to achieve the American dream. Friends, I was born in Mexico. The best way that I can tell you who I am is through a short conversation I had with my dad when I told him I was going to run for office. This conversation, of course, in Espanol, in Spanish. My dad asked me, Juan, where else could we have our story? We come to this country, we immerse in the culture, we learn English, we go through the long journey and become U.S. citizens. He said, I drive a bus my whole life, And now my son has a shot at becoming a member of the United States Congress. Where else in the world could we have our story? Where else in the world could any of us have our story, regardless of our background, regardless of where we come from, what side of the aisle we sit on. We have the privilege and opportunity to sit here today as part of a historic moment, fighting for what we believe. The answer of where else is nowhere else, only here. I trust Kevin to fight for that American dream because he's a product of it. We're all a product of it. He gets it and understands that a government accountable to the people is the best tool to ensure that our future generations continue to have a real shot at the American dream. So let's be proud of our stories. Let's be grateful to God for it all. And let's get to work to ensure that everyone has the same opportunity to write their own story. Being a representative isn't a job title. It's a job description. The eyes of the world are on us as we are airing our grievances. That's the cost of leadership. The leadership that comes from this body. So let's act like it. Let's step up to that calling that our country needs and our districts expect from us. I am confident We will resolve this issue and will stand united to fight for the values that matter to the American people. The American people who sent us here to tackle inflation, to protect our border, to hold the executive branch accountable, it's time to do the job we were entrusted to do, to get results for the American people that sent us here. And the best person to lead us in this journey and in this fight to defend the American dream for all is Kevin McCarthy. And I am proud to stand here before you today as the first naturalized citizen in the history of Arizona to win a congressional seat. Proud of the work of my parents, my dad, who drove a bus for most of his life, my mom a homemaker. We grew up in a two-bedroom apartment. They didn't own a home until I was in college. But my story is not unique. I wash cars with my dad in the same neighborhood that our office sits today. We're not here celebrating one particular story, we're here celebrating the American opportunity, only found here, being born from this body as well, as the opportunities of our country have gone. And all of you in this room have that story. I strongly believe that we all have a car wash story, the story where we began. And in spite of all the challenges and fight, in spite of all the obstacles, we are here, and each one of us, are a testament to the opportunity and the greatness of this country. And that is why we are here. And I strongly believe that Kevin McCarthy is the person to lead this body in this new fight, this next 118th Congress. So at the direction of the Republican Conference, I advance the name of Kevin McCarthy as the next Speaker of the House of the 118th Congress.
9: For what purpose does the gentleman from California rise?
17: Madam Clerk, I rise again to nominate Hakeem Jeffries for Speaker of the House.
5: (laughs) The gentleman is recognized.
17: Madam Clerk, I want to thank my colleague on the other side of the aisle for sharing his American dream story and for his family for being here with him at his side. It is our hope that this chamber gets down to the business so he and all the new members in this chamber can be sworn in to do the work of the people. That's why House Democrats stand united again on this ballot to make sure that Hakeem Jeffries is the lead vote-getter in this chamber. And it's also why it's important, just like I relayed a few days ago, Madam Clerk, the importance of the character of Hakeem Jeffries, who he is, his story, and why he should be given an opportunity to lead this chamber. In New York, after the fifth grade, you can't get on a bus to go to school anymore. You have to take alternate means. You can walk or you can take a train. In sixth grade, he and his brother would walk to the train station, take the train, get off the train, and walk to school. Now, there's a little disagreement in the Jeffreys household as to how many days his father took him on that route before he let him navigate that route with his younger brother. The character it takes for an older brother in sixth grade and his fourth brother and his fourth-grade little brother, to go to school each and every day in New York. To be on their own, to handle themselves, and to handle each other. That's the character of this man. That's the character of a leader you want in this chamber. He's going to be the one who walks with you, who sees you through the day, who makes sure your priorities are his priorities, and at the end of the day, when it's just you and he, he's going to make sure... We all do the business of this body, and we all get home for our families. There is nothing more important than the work that we do in this chamber for the American public. Safeguarding priorities like Social Security and Medicare, making sure that our families are taken care of, making sure that the families in our communities are taken care of. And what we've seen in this chamber is tough. It's tough to watch. It's tough to imagine what would happen in this chamber today if we were debating Social Security and Medicare. What would happen? What would the votes be? Where would people stand? That's why it's important that Hakeem Jeffries leads this body. On behalf of the Democratic Caucus, I'm nominating the leader of the governing party in this chamber Hakeem Jeffries from New York.
9: For what purpose does the gentlewoman from Florida rise?
18: Madam Speaker, I would like to rise to nominate Byron Donalds for Speaker of the House. The gentlewoman is recognized. I've known Byron for roughly about four years now, and being that he's from the state of Florida, I can tell you that I've come to know him on both the campaign trail and personally. But I want to clarify something real quick to my colleagues across the aisle. What you're seeing with this this discussion does not mean that we are dysfunctional. And in no way, shape, or form will a Democrat ever hold the gavel to a Republican-controlled house. these discussions and dialogues have actually been good for the american people and although the media tries to pit us against each other i can tell you that it's been something that we need as a country there are people that are frustrated with this process byron through this entire time has done something that i think most leaders should do more of and that is listen respect people when they're talking understand the needs of the american people be willing to take negotiations, but also, too, to realize when is a proper time to stand your ground on certain things. I ask my colleagues today to support him. I think he's an incredible representation of what this country is, and that is exactly why he has my vote for Speaker of the House. Thank you.
5: For
9: what purpose does a gentlewoman from Colorado rise?
3: Madam Clerk, I rise to nominate Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma for Speaker of the House.
9: The gentlewoman is recognized.
3: It's as simple as that, folks. Let's start getting somewhere with this. Realize the facts. Kevin McCarthy does not have the votes. Let's elect a Republican who can unify our conference, who is a true leader. I'm casting my vote for Kevin Hearn, and I hope you will as well. I yield.
5: The reading clerk... We'll call the roll.
1: All right, so there we have it, the 10th vote for Speaker of the House of Representatives, has begun. And there you hear Adams. That's the telltale sign that the roll call has begun. And we, I have to say, expect 10th verse, same as the first, that we expect it's going to be 212 votes for the Democratic leader, Hakeem Jeffries, and 201 votes for the Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy, who is about to lose his 10th Speaker ballot in a row. Uh, as well as several votes uh, for Congressman Donald's and Congressman Hearn. Welcome to a special edition of The Lead. I am Jake Tapper, and as I just said, the House is beginning its 10th vote. Let's go to Manu Raju on Capitol Hill, because Manu, here's the big question. Are Republicans going to do this all night now? Are they just going to keep holding vote after vote after vote... And is this what Democrats
2: want? But, you know, this is the, really the big question, is at what point can they adjourn? This is not the position that Kevin McCarthy wants Thank to be in right now. He actually does not want to have these votes. He wants to adjourn the chamber, but he does not have the 218 votes to adjourn because the Democrats don't want to give him the, those, those votes. They are perfectly content watching Kevin McCarthy fail vote after vote. And there are a handful of hardline conservative members who don't want to give him the votes either, meaning they don't have 218 votes McCarthy. to adjourn. So that's why this is continuing to go on and on and on. Now, behind the scenes, there are negotiations that are happening. And that is really what could be key here. Because if they make progress on those negotiations, significant progress, actually shake hands, come to some sort of tentative agreement, that could change the dynamic tonight. And I am told from a source that is directly involved in these talks that their hope is to get that deal tonight. That is the push to get that aspect of the deal done. That includes a number of rules changes, many of the things that we have been reporting, including giving them more leverage over the speakership, giving more power over the House Rules Committee and the like. As long as they get those McConnell. hammered out, they believe at that point they can get the vote agreement to adjourn the chamber because some of the Republicans may come along the lines and adjourn the chamber. This is the other Comp- pro- complicating factor, I'm told. There are several members who need to leave town, Tomorrow there are four Republicans I am told that need to leave town for various family issues there are some Democrats who apparently need to leave town as well so for the but it's an issue on the Republican side that means if there are four Republicans that are leaving assuming they're in the pro M- McCarthy camp that's not helpful for his quest to get to 218 so they're hoping that they can reach some sort of agreement with the Republicans and get some sort of get a vote to adjourn the chamber potentially adjourning until Monday if they can get an agreement or get, make some progress within the next 24 hours because the Bishop democrats, Georgia, I'm told, are not willing to kick this into next week, they're fine to go through the weekend. But the republicans want Bishop to show North progress, Carolina. get a deal, get an adjournment. But the question is, can they get there, Jake? Still, still, the question is, things are very Carolina.
1: fluid. Yeah, now we're just talking about when they're going to adjourn. We're New still, <laughs> we haven't even come yeah, to the please. point about when are they going to settle on a speaker of the house of representatives, uh, I guess, two out of three branches of government isn't bad. Uh, CNN's Lauren Fox joins me now, Capitol Hill, who's been getting reaction from Democrats. Lauren, what do the Democrats want? Obviously, they're popping popcorn, they're enjoying this, there's joy, but they also don't want to stay up all night. They also don't want to be here all weekend.
3: Well, their leadership, Jake, is preparing them to settle in for a long evening because they want to stand firm. They want to make sure that this is getting as uncomfortable as possible for the Republicans. So they are actually telling their members, settle in, get ready, get some dinner, and prepare yourself for the fact that this might go a couple more rounds tonight. Now, that could always change if Republicans can coalesce, like Manu was saying, around some kind of compromise where they could adjourn, some kind of place where conservatives and hardliners feel like leadership is giving them enough that they would give them the votes to keep these negotiations going. Right now, though, that's just not happening. And a lot of Republicans I'm talking to off the floor, a lot of Republicans our colleagues are talking to off the floor, they're telling everyone that this could go on for a while. And I think that that is really the conundrum here, is you are running up against the reality that for many years now, proxy voting has existed in the House of Representatives, where you did not need to be in the chamber to cast year vote on important issues. That's no longer the case. You have to be physically present. There's obviously no rules in place right now because there's no speaker. But Kevin McCarthy also vowed to just get rid of proxy voting. So lawmakers have to be in the chamber to make these votes. And I think that's one of the challenges that Kevin McCarthy is going to be hitting up against right now, Jake.
1: All right, Lauren Fox, uh, thanks so much. Joining us now, Republican from Florida, Mike Waltz, who has voted for Kevin McCarthy on all Nine ballots. Uh, Congressman Waltz, I assume you're going to vote for him uh, for a 10th time eminently. Uh, well, you're in the W. So you got some time. Are you getting frustrated?
19: Oh, yeah, I'm frustrated, Jake. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, just today uh, I was supposed to get uh, a classified briefing on, on China's space program. We were supposed to go over how the Pentagon was going to lift uh, its vaccine, I mean, its vaccine uh, mandate. Uh, so th- there are all kinds of things we should be doing. We should have had a China Select Committee by yesterday. Two days ago, we had a bill to defund the 87,000 IRS agents that are going to go after the middle class. So there is so much work to be done that we were elected to do. Uh, a lot of negotiations have happened, uh, and but we can't get a clear pathway uh, to two eighteen and get to work. I'm ready to get to work.
1: How many ballots do you think this is going to go to? I'm sure you've been reading up on the history, as the rest of us have. 1856, this went to 133 ballots. It took two months. Um, I I guess my question is, is it possible that there will be some sort of consensus candidate that with, uh, you know, mainstream Republicans, Castle. main street, rather, Republicans working with Democrats to Castle come up with a consensus Florida. candidate, or uh, what Congressman Mike McCall referred to as the nuclear option, which is changing the rules to only make it a plurality uh, required, not a 218-vote not a majority. I mean, do you think we're a- it's actually going to come to that? Yeah, look, that's
19: not something I would support, Jake. That's not what we were elected to do. We were elected to put a conservative agenda in place, Uh, And we were elected to stop Biden's agenda uh, that we campaigned on is bad for the country, from the out-of-control border to out-of-control inflation to the rise of crime. We've gone from the Abraham Accords to uh, the worst withdrawal in Afghanistan or the worst debacle since Saigon. Uh, So, And and I personally, as you know, want accountability for those 13 Gold Star families. So, look, uh, there has been some outreach, I understand, from Democrats. Uh, to try to cut some kind of deal, but there are those of us conservatives who want to govern as conservatives. Uh, and, and if, you know, look, we've got to change some rules. I think a lot of the rule changes that we've made, particularly since uh, Speaker Pelosi has been in place, where we can't have $1.7 trillion go into the Speaker's office and pop out without any uh, ability to amend it or debate it or have input. We've made those changes. So at this point, uh, I'm optimistic we're going to get to a framework, that we're going to get to a deal, we're going to get to 218, for, or something lower than that of some vote present for McCarthy, and we're going to move forward.
1: Have you been talking to any of the 20 holdouts? It seems to me that there are different schools. Uh, you know, you have the Chip Roy's who want those rules changes that you've been talking about, um, although I, I don't know what more there is for uh Kevin McCarthy to, to give up. It seems like he's, he's given quite a bit. Uh, but then there's also your, fe- your fellow Florida Republican, Matt Gaetz, who, who his issue is he seems to just loathe Kevin McCarthy and, and he'll never vote for him and he'll lead as many people to oppose him as possible.
19: Yeah, look, I think there are those that still want some additional changes you're right. We've made a lot. This process didn't start this week. It started months ago. And a lot of those changes, again, have been very positive, and I support them. Uh, and there are those who want some additional changes, but there are definitely those that this is personal about him. Uh, and I, per- I don't feel that we bring personal agendas or animosities into this. We figure out a way uh, to govern as we were elected to do in a Republican majority.
1: And let me just note for our viewers who are watching the board uh, next to you, uh, Congressman, that uh, Kevin McCarthy is now um, on his way to lose his 10th vote with uh, six House Republicans uh, voting against him for either Congressman Kevin Hearn or Congressman Byron Donalds. He can only afford to lose four, as we've been saying, for the last three days. Yeah. So he looks like he's uh, headed for a defeat. You talked about a conservative agenda. You talk about the fact that some of these individuals seem very personally opposed to Kevin McCarthy. We heard uh, earlier today Congressman Ken Buck, who has been voting alongside you for Kevin McCarthy nine times in a row, saying that if McCarthy's not able to do this, it may soon be time to introduce Steve Scalise uh, as a nominee for Speaker of the House. I know that's not what you want. I know that's not your first choice. But could Steve Scalise theoretically get 218 votes?
19: You know, I mean, we also heard that with we've seen Andy Biggs introduced, Jim Jordan introduced, you know, Byron Donalds, now Kevin Hearn. Uh, My view, we have moderates, too. We have moderates that won over uh, uh, Biden districts. They have a say as well. And you need someone who can span all of that. Uh, I think the world of all of those uh, individuals actually... Uh, but at the end of the day, you have to win over the entire conference, as you know, with only four to spare. And uh, I think you could start seeing some moderates backing away from this process. Uh, I think Kevin McCarthy spans the spectrum, uh, and and we'll get him there. What do you mean moderates might wa- walk back away from the process? What do you mean by that? Well, they're, they're incredibly frustrated, and if you go uh, to an alternative that is – so conservative, they don't believe it reflects their district, uh, and and the reasons that they were voted to come in, then you have a problem on the other end of the spectrum. So, you know, at the end of the day, you need someone who can capture the entire conference. And I think McCarthy's shown that he can do that. We've gained seats uh, since he's been in charge, both last cycle and this cycle. Uh, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we need to move forward and govern.
1: What is it like when you see Congressman Matt Gates? I'm just wondering, like, do you say, hey, Matt, or are you mad at him? I mean, this is, this is obviously very frustrating. You've known him for several years. You're, yeah, you're Florida Republicans. You, sure. you probably vote the same 99% of the time. Uh, I mean, is there, is there real anger in the caucus right now, in the conference?
19: Yeah. You know, Matt and I work together on the Armed Services Committee. We're working uh, to expose the politicization of the, of the military. Uh, we actually work on things uh, for our districts and for Florida. Our delegation comes together quite well when it comes to Florida issues. Oh but can we have disagreements? Can we share our frustrations? Can, you know, I, I'm them to articulate a path uh, forward and, and have those tough conversations. Sure. I mean, that's, you know, you ask what it's like. Those are the conversations we're having.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear what those quotes are. Maybe you can tell me on text. All right, Congressman Mike Waltz from Florida. Thank you so much. Good to see you uh, as always. The House of Representatives is now Voting for House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy appears headed for his 10th defeat, breaking a record not made since the 1800s. Stay with CNN for coverage of this historic stalemate. We'll be right back. The breaking news this hour, the House of Representatives is holding an historic 10th ballot vote for House Speaker. That hasn't happened since the 1800s. When this happened, this same crisis happened 100 years ago, they solved it on the 8th ballot. Now we're off to Ninth and 10th, and who knows how many more. Uh, let's discuss with our panel. Audie, I, I really, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. You and John King were talking about how long could they do this. Remind people what you... we, uh, we,
9: <laughs> we were putting it in context, the past times that the Freedom Caucus or others have been obstructionists around the debt ceiling or um, the fiscal cliff, so to speak. And at defunding
1: one point, Obamacare.
9: Right. It yeah. went up to 35 days, I think. And I, I do think it's worth remembering. Some of these lawmakers remember that. And they're like, we've seen this movie before, we've been here before, and we don't want to cede control to this kind of tactic in this approach. Um, the other thing I want to say is that we don't have to live this way. Like right now, the Pennsylvania state legislature just came together, some Democrats and Republicans, and made a unity Tony speaker, Gizales. someone who's going to caucus independently. McCarthy. That happened right now in this dimension of time and space. <laughs> it is possible, right, politically to make these kinds of decisions. So please keep that in mind as you're watching these numbers, that this is a choice, what we're experiencing right now, uh, regardless of who's making that choice.
1: And, and similarly, uh, in Ohio, if I have this correct, Republicans, which control the legislature, were going to uh, elect a very conservative Republican. And instead, Democrats joined with some more moderate Republicans. And now they have a more moderate, I think, Speaker of the House. That might be wrong. But Denver, why does that not? We see that in the legislatures. Why does that not happen here in Congress? Why is the partisanship so much stronger?
4: Well, while we were talking, I just listened to Bob Good vote for Donald's. Right. Uh, as we're going through this. And I think when it comes down to, again, with 435 districts, with gerrymandering, with the way that hyperbole and outrage is such a massing fundraising tool, the way that disinformation gets out of their way, that it sort of bakes itself in with folks. I just think we're in a very difficult time. And you know, I said I said one time, you know, and gosh, I've had these discussions with a lot of people here. I don't know if the two party system survives social media. You know, when you look at Byron Donalds, you know, the first thing you would say, okay, he's going to be Speaker. Should we vet this guy? <laughs> I mean, we have Roger Stone out there saying he's my good friend. And I want to tell you guys, I would humbly submit that anybody who says Roger Stone's my good friend, I'm probably not going to support. And there probably should be other people who do that too, right? And you see the Conservative A- Action Project and Jenny Thomas, you know, signing on to, you know, getting rid of McCarthy. She has no shame, right? There's just no shame, right, with the Council for National Policy McCarthy. either. So I think what you have is you have these very, very effective, weaponized far-right groups that are just better at it. They're just better at splitting people apart. They're better at outrage. They're better at hyperbole. And also, you have a different thing. This is a battle of good against evil. And I just don't think, I just wish people would understand. Some of these people are not voting for what's best for their constituents. But sometimes what's Congress best is them. a
9: lagging indicator, right? You're pointing right. out Ohio. That's not some, you know, state where, like, we don't know where the wind is blowing. It's a very conservative state. <laughs> right. Pennsylvania just had such a raucous, Carter- like, Senate Carter- vote Carter- and gubernatorial vote. These are places that, you know, you do have to win eventually in national elections. And it means that the voters are being heard there in a way that I'm not sure has quite reached
5: this level. But, you know, the thing here is the difference is the way the national media spotlight shines on the House of Representatives. And I mean, it's most acute in the House, frankly. It it happens across all of Washington. But it was felt first and it is felt most harshly in the House. The reality is, I mean, local media has been decimated. There's not as much attention being paid in those places. The consequences for going against your party are higher than they have ever been. And that is true on the Republican and the Democratic side as well. And it's part of why you are seeing these leaders be able to hold Democrats together, because a lot of them know that they would face incredible backlash for doing anything that smelled remotely like helping the party of Trump. I mean, they just can't do it, even from their own base. And it's way worse on the Republican side. So, you know, one of the more interesting things, I think, Jake, uh, about that interview you did with with Don Bacon and some of what's going on in the ecosystem outside this is (coughs) what do people like Sean Hannity do? He had a very tense interview with Lauren Boebert on his show last night. Don Bacon seemed to suggest that if they can figure out a way to let this kind of simmer for a while, there may be pressure from that ecosystem on some of these Never Kevin members to stop making the party look so bad. Now, who knows if it will work? I think it sounds like a gamble based on what those people have done in the past. But at this point,
20: what do they have to lose? But Uh, the reality is we know, and Denver would tell you, how much money is being raised. Right now. Right now. They are all raising money. They are not scared of Donald Trump. I do want to point out one number change. Hearn is now getting more votes ...than Donald's, so we're seeing some shift within the twenty. Right,
1: exactly. Some of the people who had been voting for Donald's are now switching to Hearn.
20: But I I just want to say, we have heard that there is a deal underway, and maybe tomorrow. We heard there was a deal this morning. I I mean, just color me skeptical (laughs) about about this. Uh, We're now on our 10th ballot. The votes are not changing. Not one person has moved to Kevin McCarthy and let's assume for a moment there is something going on behind the Jeffries. scenes, and they put these rules into writing. Jacobs. Is Jeffries. the math there? We are still talking about James. Kevin McCarthy needs McCarthy. to hold, you know, everyone but Jayapol. four votes. Is the math there?
8: It, it doesn't seem like it's there. Right. And I think what you're, you know, Jeffries. we are curious what's happening behind closed doors. It really <coughs> depends on who you're talking to, because Marjorie Taylor Greene is coming out. She's saying that there is movement happening, happening behind closed doors. She believes there's some shifting going on. Lauren Boebert is coming out. It doesn't matter that she had a contentious interview with Sean Hannity. She still says Kevin McCarthy is never going to become Speaker of the House. Johnson, and as long Hope, as Georgia. those few members stay in that position, it's Jeffrey's, not going to happen. And so the question is, is the pressure on Kevin Johnson, McCarthy here when that becomes... Uh, a breaking point. Also, as Monty was noting, some of these members are supposed to leave town tomorrow. Yeah. They may, they, some of Johnson them have of family obligations or medical issues, McCarthy. and they're going to leave town. How does that change the calculus? Yeah,
1: they weren't planning on a once-in-a-century uh, deadlock.
7: <laughs> 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 it's true. And so then the Jordan, question becomes, what McCarthy. kind of gamble what kind of risk does Kevin Joyce McCarthy want to take when you look at the math McCarthy. and how to get to a Joyce majority of, of the votes? McCarthy do you do what... Um, Jake, you Cam have been going through the microfiche or whatever it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit more advanced than well, the microfiche. I, I was there in 1880. <laughs> but I appreciate it. But I
7: About what happened the last time, 100 years ago. A it's because was it a hundred years ago? Was it yes, nineteen twenty-three that, <laughs> that yeah. they that they changed the rules to allow for a plurality, and that was the only way they. No, that was
1: that was back in, in the eighteen no hundreds. Yeah.
7: Yeah. So yeah. that was that micro. It was So a
1: hundred years ago, they changed the rules. That was in the
7: card catalog. They changed <laughs> the rules.
1: But back oh in the eighteen hundreds, they either went to the plurality vote. Or there was a, an incident in 1859 where they got a consensus candidate. So all the stuff so, yeah, that everybody's talking way, about like, has actually happened. So the
7: consensus candidate happened in 1990-whatever, yeah. uh, 8, 9, after... The Dennis Hasker reference again. The Dennis Hasker reference But the thing about a plurality, it is, it is definitely being discussed. I had a Republican... A uh, lawmaker called me saying that this is a part of it's sort of in the, the zeitgeist up there, but it is very risky. Because it's, a it's, a it's a nuclear option. News. It's a nuclear option yeah. because Hakeem Jeffries he right now win. has the most votes and Kim could get there yeah. again. Yeah. The question is, is, do you, do
1: you yeah. trust the, 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 the <clears throat> bomb throwers yeah. to make the right decision, quote unquote right decision, when it's a binary That's choice? True. The vote for House Speaker That's is great. now in its 10th round. Next, we're going to get reaction from so. a key member of the Republican yeah. conference. MacArthur. What does he expect to happen tonight? Stay with us.
5: Miller the drama on the
11: House floor now in its third day. McCarthy. Members deadlocked over the Speaker's election.
5: Miller of the Western
11: House Union. Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy, now appearing to lose for the 10th time this week. I want to bring in Republican Congressman Pete Sessions McCarthy. of Texas. He supports Kevin McCarthy Miller. for Speaker. Congressman, I appreciate your time. I know last night you had thought this wouldn't go more than oh, another yeah. three or four rounds. And, well, we're about to go into the fifth uh, after you said oh, that. So, I, you know, what, where do you think we are right now? And are, are, are you surprised?
21: Well, I am a little bit. Uh, uh, so I'll go over two, and tell you that the uh, newest word is is that there is some sort of a breakthrough, not towards victory, but but towards ending the numbers, reducing them, and evidently that's going to take place tonight.
11: So let's talk about what you're saying. So you, you understand there is sort of a breakthrough deal you're, you're, towards reducing the numbers. So not to fully getting over the finish line, but to peeling off a few votes?
21: It's it's my understanding that uh, several votes will come by agreement with the deal that uh, evidently has been arranged this afternoon. Started last night, just took a while to materialize. Teams of uh, people have gotten back together, and there is some progress and headway. And that's essentially what it's going to take, groups of people that will then come to some agreement. So it's my understanding that 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 we're headed that direction right now.
11: Okay, if you're headed in that direction Jeffrey's. if that's what happens and you do get a few votes tonight, obviously you need more than a few. Right? That's you right. need to you need to get some of those individuals who've said they will absolutely never vote for Kevin McCarthy to either vote for him or to be pushed somehow to, to vote present to sort of allow it to happen. Do you have any confidence at this point that that will happen?
21: You know, I'm I'm after progress. Part part of this has been trying to get people to define what they're for, not what they're against. And once we get people more in line to what they're for, then you can line up your agreements to to get some understanding. So it's just been a, a longer process than what we would have wanted, and it's been a public debate, and that makes it even harder. Donald and so we're going to keep moving. I, Republicans are still trying to stick oh together and, and get together. And I think getting three or four Jeff or five Lewis. more people will be progress.
11: Owens. Three or four or five. Well, it'd be the first movement we've seen in days. Uh, but Alone. there are a few complicating factors. And let me ask you about one of them, Congressman, and that is that some in your Alone. party are going to be gone tomorrow. They have other things they need to tend to, families, doctor's appointments. Uh, So, And and among them are people who have been staunch McCarthy supporters. So how long do you think this goes?
21: Well, that's another question about whether there would be an agreement to adjourn for pending Tuesday. And that's also in the air on the floor. And so so as we get to that reality, that decision has been made there also.
11: And, And so... Where are you in your bottom line right now? Do you still believe that the outcome of this is going to be Speaker Kevin McCarthy
12: or not?
21: If you listen to the the hardest core seven or eight, they have told me they will never yield.
11: So the hardest core seven or eight will never yield. That means no Speaker McCarthy unless you get there some other way. a Rules change. You work with Democrats. Is that... Are you now entertaining that idea?
21: No, no, no. I, I, th- I think that w- let's find out what this newest deal is and what that how the reaction will be to those seven or eight. And I think, you know, once again, pro- Aaron, progress is progress. Yes. And, 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 and that's about what where Kevin needs to be. At some point, there's going to be have to be reality check by all of us about what we think.
11: So can I ask you, Congressman, those conversations that you said you've had with what you describe as seven or eight, you know, sort of people have been saying five, six, you're saying seven or eight people who will absolutely never vote for Kevin McCarthy. How are those conversations when you have them? Are they, are they being rational? Are they defining in any way what they're for, as you said, as opposed to what they're against, which we all know is Kevin McCarthy?
21: Well, I, I think every one of these people have, have, have said where their threshold is. And I'm simply taking them on their word about their threshold. But once Rogers again, we, we've got six or seven that are uh, making progress. And maybe that will impact the others. It is time that we make a deal. It is time we get together. And it is time we get to work.
5: Rogers, of Alabama.
11: All right, Congressman Sessions, I very much appreciate your time. Thank you. You bet. An interesting point he raises there. Um, let's just start with that. But if you do make progress, as he's calling it, you do get six or seven, and that would be a, a, an incredible Rose. breakthrough for them, Scott. If that were to happen, big if, there is something psychological that Rose. would then play yeah. out. I don't know how, but it would. So when he's saying it could influence Rosendale. others, it's possible, right? We're looking at it. That is conceivable. Rosendale. Yeah, I
15: mean, progress is better than Turn. than no progress. But then, you know, two seconds later, he tells you there's seven Rose. or eight,
11: Seven or eight, which, by the Nevers. way, we've been saying five or six. And yeah, he's saying which, seven or eight. Which I thought was the She was down
15: to six yes. or seven there at the end. <laughs>
14: <Sorry>. <laughs> no, no,
11: no. He said number. six or seven <laughs> were, were willing to make. Pro- he thinks are in the camp oh, that can okay. work yeah. with.
15: So he said. Well, that's less than that, ten. We had been thinking yeah. maybe there was a group of we, ten right. <laughs> that were coming along on a deal. So I, I didn't hear a lot of terrific news there. I mean, there, it's possible the numbers could change, but it still Jeffrey, seems like we have a math problem.
13: Yeah, I wonder how much everybody actually knows. About what's going on in that room, Rutherford. but uh, even as you guys point out, if, if seven or eight McCarthy. are still implacable in their Ryan. opposition to McCarthy, Jeffries. they don't they don't have Those a solution are. to that problem. Uh, you know, Charlie. if you need people to vote present in order he to reduce does. the number of votes he needs, Jeffries. but you have to get enough so Jeches. that you beat Jeffries, who has two hundred and twelve. Uh, you know, unless you get Democrats to come over. I mean, I don't know how they make all this. Ma- I mean, I'm—I was no math major, so I leave it up to you guys over there with your
16: math plastic pencil work, pocket
13: protectors yeah. <laughs> and stuff. But yeah. your 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 uh, computers and, but, I mean, do you see how this? If that is the case, how does this end? How does the?
14: I don't. Oh, I don't again, get it. again, my solution: lock the doors, right? I mean, it is—it's a lock the well, door. Essentially it's
11: essentially locked right no, now. No,
14: whether they're talking about—you heard Sessions saying. They may go out, subject to the college chair kind of thing, and come back on a Tuesday, right? So, so they're not technically locking. There's a lot of people go home, let it bluff a little steam. But if you lock people in here, if they weren't allowed to leave till Tuesday or Wednesday, you you would have you'd have a deal. But, you know it, that that it will happen if you just if you get people, they'll people wear down, they'll bend, they'll break. Maybe not, maybe not Gates, maybe not Bobert but they're, the outliers, right, will, will, will come aboard.
6: But isn't the risk Scott. for Kevin McCarthy that what they come up with is not Kevin McCarthy as David the speaker? No. What, if you lock them in a room, to, to your point, and you say, we've got to come up with a plan B, because the plan A, if you've got these, these the number that is just immovable— what doesn't that make people well, say, okay? then let's go for a plan. Point, B and but let's come not, up. But
14: not, Let's listen, totally break ball. That, that's not what they're working toward. You're hearing everybody. You know, Brian Fitzpatrick was on. I spoke with him during the break. Is. You know, they're, they're putting, they're reducing these to writing. Right? They're having, they're reducing all these grand ideas to writing. Then they're going to socialize it with the members to see to make sure that everyone's okay with it. The, cool. the, you know, the, the problem solvers caucus, the Republicans, Jeffrey. make sure they're fine with it. And then, you know, you're going to move forward sure, from there. They're going to see what the numbers get down to. And, and look, it, it, it could become a point where there's a math problem sure. and you can't get <laughs> to You can't reduce. You can't Jefferies. just have people vote present because Hakeem Jeffries will end up being the speaker. And if that's the case, at some point far down the road they're from good. where we are— then I think you have a discussion about Kevin not being the speaker, but I think you're far away from there, and I think you'll get you'll get to the number. And to be of
11: clear, that n- not that you would expect them to say anything, no matter what the Smith case Missouri. is. But you know, you hear from Congressman Sessions just as lousily as you hear from Democrats that there's no interest right. Smith, in working Missouri. together yeah. on any way to whether it's the rules change or anything else.
13: Yes, not and and you know, as I, I as I reported McCarthy. earlier, the mess the message McCarthy. that some Democrats got was this was not the way McCarthy, McCarthy wanted to. Approach this, so uh, I think he wants to solve it within his caucus. Uh, So I don't, you know,
14: I don't know. I think we're we're listen. I I think when you see if you see Byron Donalds come off the map, off the board there, right, and he announces his support for Kevin McCarthy, that's hugely significant, right? Have, and if you have Chip Roy and some other folks in there, and Scott Perry, I, I think it's
15: the, the damn breaks yeah. at that point.
11: Well, and that—that that back to the question yeah. of if Sparks. Sessions is correct, and you have that group of six or seven, you get yeah. a few of them. What does look, the look how many are for Hearn
15: right now? Sparks. I mean, I, I, I mean I'm just saying.
11: So you've a, been watching that, right? <laughs> and as Jake was mentioning, right, you've got Hearn at six, Donalds at four. This is obviously as they're people voting. moving
15: around in there, yeah. but
11: it's moving around. Now, but is okay. that does that mean anything?
15: I don't. I don't know. Right. I just I just listened very so carefully okay. to Sessions. Mm-hmm. who's who's talking McCarthy. about six, seven or eight steel, yeah. which is more than the five that they need uh, yeah. to take this thing, deal or no deal. And <clears throat> and, you know, get them in a room and, and pressure. them. I I just I hope you're right. I just I don't know if these people are, are to be pressured. I don't. Right. I
6: mean, that's the problem. right? That has fundamentally been the problem for the last three days. Fine. Get them in the room. But again, you're negotiating with people who don't want to negotiate.
14: Yeah, but so, so, listen, so, there's nothing that they phones, left that they right, can. And I'm not sure them. what their I'm not sure what their districts like look like, right? But if their constituents are calling the Capitol switchboard two 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 zero two 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 four three one two one, if you'd like to call and talk to your okay. congressman, let them know what to do. But if their phones are blown up and their phones and their districts are shut Chicago. down, right? When I used to run an office, you'd, you'd get calls from the across Pennsylvania saying. We, we can't get in. No one could call. The phones are being blown up on a specific issue. But if that starts happening, if people in the district start calling Matt Gaetz's office and saying, Jeffrey. you better vote for this. You better get off your, your bus." Is, is,
13: is, is, is it your feeling that they would uh, think that Jeffrey. that was a legitimate thing or that that was an well, organized could, listen,
14: effort? Well, I, I don't know. right? I mean, I don't know if it's organized or not, but if, if it. If that's what's happening, if you're hearing from your constituents... But if you don't believe that it's real, well, if you believe if that, that it's has yeah.
6: But also, if you can't hear from your constituents, having Carver. done constituent services for a U.S. senator in the Senate office in the state Carver. of California, if you can't get through to your House Hi. member,
15: you go to your you know, senator. You know, the one issue that had motivated... <gasps> grassroots Republicans Sweet. for this entire cycle that's not happening right now Jeffries. is the oversight and the investigations. Florida. They cannot do that. Well, they can't take the first step Tonko. on subpoenaing Biden and all this on any issue until this gets resolved. I actually California. wonder, yeah. when you talk about Republicans calling yeah. up the offices, Jeffries. legislation and right. policy aside, that, that one thing mo- might be the most everybody. motivating everybody. issue is we can't get started well, on well, that's, Biden. And that's, listen, Matt, we, I- saw,
14: you saw, we saw Mike Waltz on <laughs> earlier right, man, talking man. about how we don't have the China Task Force. He's sitting on all those red meat Republican issues, right? We're, we're supposed to be doing all these things that are really important, and we can't get to it. So Republicans who are holdouts, let's get to it so we can get to the people's business.
11: David, one final point here just to ask, because obviously Sessions is talking about but it's all about numbers, right? And whether you get a vote tonight and whether you try to adjourn Underwood. till Tuesday, then all the votes for that. Uh, because people are leaving. Who's running the math on this right now? For Kevin McCarthy on finding no, so out exactly it's, who's it's gone Emers, and when. It's it
14: Emmers. It's, you know, it's Kevin. It's the whip's McHenry. office. McHenry, right? Yeah. You have a great deal of folks in there who can count heads, right? And there are good vote counters. And they're and they're looking, and they've got a great staff. And, uh, just a lot, because so
11: you don't yeah, know who's going to no, go no, present, it, it and you've got this, you've got this like, ever this did, did, did ever he, present. It's like count hamsters. It's
14: like <laughs> hamsters. They, <laughs> they, <laughs> <if laughs> they, <laughs> they, they think they can get it thing done. The thing is, to, hamsters multiply.
11: All right.
13: I would think they have a. They want to get it done as quickly as they can. I
11: certainly felt that from him, although you know he admitted his surprise that we are where we are here, going to be heading into now. Going to be an 11th vote when this is done. The 10th time, obviously not it for Kevin McCarthy. It appears at this point, the House Republican uh, appearing to suffer yet another defeat. But you just heard Sessions talk about a breakthrough that he says, that the deal was reached uh, this afternoon. We're going to find out the latest on whether that's the case, where that stands right now. What's going on inside that building is quite ugly. But that outside view,
12: that's Jeffries Waters. McCarthy.
1: Yes, members of Congress vote for House Speaker for a 10th time this week. This hasn't happened since the 1800s. Negotiators behind the scenes pushing for a deal tonight. Not one that would seal the deal, but a deal that would hope they can show some progress after 10 failed ballots. We're just learning that Congressman Ralph Norman, a key holdout, says that there is an offer on paper uh, let's discuss with our panel. Uh, but Caitlin, let me start Jeffrey. with you because you have, I wouldn't call it breaking news. Well, let's not call it, it
8: reporting. It's,
1: <laughs> I, wouldn't call it re- <laughs> I wouldn't call it reporting either. But it Something is, Social media
5: reading.
8: <laughs>
1: the role of Donald Trump in all of this cannot be ignored. A, he has ushered in this Fantastic. era of Republican chaos McCarthy. in so many ways. Uh, B, the 20 or so holdouts are big MAGA supporters. Sparks. C, he has endorsed... Present. Kevin McCarthy's bid for speaker, but I think it's fair to call it a tepid endorsement, kind of like give the kid a chance. Um, and today we had a few of the rebels actually cast votes for Donald Trump as House Speaker Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert did that. And for viewers uh, who may or may not know this, you don't actually have to be a sitting member of Congress or even have ever been a member of Congress to serve as Speaker of the House. That is not Walter. a requirement. So theoretically that could happen, although McCarthy. it will not. Now. Uh, can you show us, I don't know if the camera can capture this, but the image that Donald Trump just put out What's on his calling? own little social media venture. I mean, this uh, is going to be camera work. No, can you just show it up? It's a Did picture guys, of Trump. Can you push in there? In, if the camera just pushes in. You'll see it's... Go ahead, Michaela.
8: There he is. This comes after, of course, some of the members had nominated or voted for Trump in this speaker's race. Obviously...
1: It's jokey. Trump lost
8: that election. It's trolly. Yeah. But there are any it does come at a time, and obviously vote, you see Harris there and Biden there, then it comes at a time when, the when there was a real concern earlier this party. week that Trump was backing off his endorsement of Kevin McCarthy as speaker. And you can see now why the members who were voting for Trump and saying his name were doing so, to get his attention. Because he has been, his advice and his recommendation to vote for Kevin McCarthy was ignored. and did not gain McCarthy any support yesterday, as you saw. And so- Obviously, that is a part of this.
1: So what Kevin McCarthy would like right now, what Republicans in the House in general would like like right now, I would guess, former Congressman Ergelman, though you tell me, you're the former Republican congressman, not me, is Donald Trump really pushing these 20 rebels, these 20 insurgents, whatever you want to call them, to support Kevin McCarthy, to show that Republicans can govern, to get on with the conservative governance they've promised. And my guess is that you probably think, but you tell me, that an image of him as Speaker of the House rubbing his belly and sticking out his tongue is not helpful.
4: I would think that's probably not the way I would professionally do any type of uh, negotiation. Um, But I think that I think what we have right now, though, he's his comms guys are trying to take advantage of this. I don't know if there's calls going on behind this, but that is just Trump trying to stay in the public, you know, spotlight right now. It's going on. And I was going to say this earlier. You're not hearing any other name that, are, that that's uh, wanting to run for president out there right now. It's only been Trump surrounding this. You haven't heard DeSantis. You haven't heard anybody else's name. I think Trump's trying to capitalize on this. And by the way, he'll take credit if McCarthy loses. You know, he'll say, hey, McCarthy just wasn't strong enough. He was too weak. But if there's some negotiation, he's going to take credit that somehow he's behind the negotiation. He'll put something out like that. People are going to be happy. People will fundraise off of it. It's a win-win for Trump, uh, and it's also completely unserious. In
7: what world, though, is this e- – even in – Donald Trump's world where everything is a win, there's no way that he can paint this as a win.
4: Oh, I
7: tell you. He's lost influence. He's, he has endorsed McCarthy. Mm-hmm. He's making calls, whether or not he's pushing or not, he's making calls, and we've reported it. I was just talking to somebody who had talked to him uh, recently who said he's continuing to make calls. This is proof that he is a loser again.
4: Well, I think, you know, what's amazing, I think the last poll had him up behind 44 to 40 on Biden, you know, with 42, 42 DeSantis and uh, and Biden. But he wants to win the meme wars, you know, and we looked at disinformation. He sort of wins the meme wars when you're going out to all the social media. And, and, and honestly, that's how his guys sort of react. And I think that's what they do is they try to leverage every bit of this to make him look like a winner through There's, memes or through. Can
20: trolls. we just talk about that picture from the point of view for 30,000 feet this has been surreal. We have been through the looking glass. The C-SPAN cameras capturing Debbie Wasserman Schultz in an extended conversation with Matt Gates. We had Marjorie Taylor Greene saying, Lauren Boebert is not being serious. I mean, this whole process <laughs> has, up has... Up is rather down. Yeah. Has, <laughs> has, but can we just go back to the Never Kevins for a minute? If, if they hold five-plus... And the only thing is Kevin McCarthy is stepping aside. Here's my question for you, Denver. At some point, who talks to Kevin? Who goes to Kevin? Is it staff? Is it members? Does Trump send them that picture? I,
4: it could be, a, could be something where he's, he's sending a message. I think Trump talks to Kevin. I think that's going to happen at some point anyway. But on the floor, who has that kind of push to talk to Kevin to get him to stand down? I don't think it's a Scalise. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anybody like that. So I just, I think it has to be a Trump.
1: All right, everyone who's here, stay stick around. I'm going to be back uh, in a few hours at 8 p.m. Eastern for more of CNN special coverage of this dysfunctional, historic fight for House Speaker. But the folks here are going to keep going. Our special coverage continues with one Mr. Wolf Blitzer and one Ms. Erin Burnett. After this short break, we're squeezing in. I'll see you in a couple hours.